And welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week we will be sharing Beltane myths and legends. Before we get into that, I want to remind you to like and subscribe. And remember, you can find this podcast on all your podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Castbox, etc., etc. Just remember to look up the Lunar Magic Tea Time. You can find us on the internet <laughs> at www.lunarmagicteatime.com. Our email is lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. You can find us on Facebook and join our group. And you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Okay. Beltane. Um, if you recall, this year we're really focusing on the myths and the legends and attaching a deeper level of spirituality to the Sabbats, or at least that's the goal. <laughs> um, and Beltane is always one of those Sabbats that I kind of struggle with to connect with. Uh, it's, I don't know, for me, it's maybe, too, I don't know. I don't know why mm. I don't connect. Actually, when I think about it, I just, it's just there. It's just a thing. Yeah. I really, for some reason, I connect with it a little bit more. But I think to me, it's also that time of year where it's going to come into the nice weather and flowers and all that. And not, you know, <laughs> my days of fertility are long gone, but protection and all that. So it's the gateway to your favorite season. It is the gateway to my favorite season. Okay. Right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Most of what I found does come from Celtic traditions. Um, and by Celtic, I mean that pan-European Celtic culture, not exclusively Irish or Scottish or Welsh. But I, that, that pan, the mm -hmm. German, you know, all of that. It's most likely to focus on fertility and protection. Often there are rituals of passing through flame or smoke to purify, cleanse, and protect. This is another... So this sabbat on the wheel is directly across from Samhain. Mm -hmm. And as such, the veil is thin again. So... Yeah. Yeah. Explain some things. <laughs> so we're protecting ourselves not just from material harms, but also from spiritual harms. Beltane is one of the four main sabbats or holy days of the ancient Celts. The name Beltane comes from the fires of Bel. Bel being a Celtic, the Celtic deity Belinus. Something that was really interesting to me when I was looking, you know, when I was doing my research was that there's debate about the etymology of his name. Some scholars say it's the shining one. Others say it's bright. And there's off, you know, depending on the dialect kind of a thing, right? But others say maybe more like pale or gray, or silver. Uh, still others just straight up say spring. There's also some thought that somehow it is connected to the herb henbane, which is one of the traditional witch's herbs. It's an herb that is a mild hallucinogenic. Do not consume it. <laughs> this is your legal warning. <laughs> Especially when prepared with other potentially poisonous herbs. Again, I'm legally don't obligated consume. to remind you, do not consume poisonous herbs. Please don't. Which is to say, henbane, like I said, don't consume it. 
this association with henbane could be also an association with prophecy because of the hallucinogenics. Mm. But here's what I, here's one of my favorite. So we all know the trope of the flying witch, right? Mm. On her broomstick. And, and if you read, especially medieval scripts talking about the witches, especially during the witch hunt, era Mm -hmm. they'll say oh she rubbed herself with this with this salve and 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 then she took off well (laughs) um the salves all of the recipes recipes that air quotes on that Mm -hmm. um include mild hallucinogenics and sedatives so they are the shamanic herbs to send you into the astral plane or the never, never, or the greater than, whatever your phrase for it is. Exactly. And so, you know, the the village shaman or elder would prepare their tea, their sap, what, whatever we need to call it. Yeah. And, and help them pass into the... do their meditations and do their spiritual work. And then go and talk to people and then those people would go, yeah, well, I don't like this healer. Burn them at the stake. (laughs) So that's where the fires come in. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, So Bellinus is associated with Henbane, which is associated with prophecy and astral projection and flying and things like that especially if it, the veil is thinner that mm-hmm. kind of makes sense that you can astral project a little easier i would imagine yeah not that i've been been able to do it and do my eeyore Ooh. i haven't as a trip um anyway <laughs> passing cattle through the sacred fires of bell to purify and bless them is a tradition a lot of places whether they're calling them the fires of bell or they're just saying this is also a really good way to take note of your herd. So I used to work on a cattle ranch. I know. I can hear a couple of my friends who listen to this podcast going, wait, what? You do what? I'm sorry, what? Um, So I used to work on this cattle ranch. And by Beltane, by May 1st, all your herd has calved. And the calves are old enough to be turned into your, turned out to your summer pasture. Yeah. And we were definitely not, the cattle ranch I worked for was not industrialized. I think we had 200 head, maybe a little more. But when you're talking small scale farming like that, especially where we were, it didn't make sense to pasture them by the house. We would run them up the mountain. Yeah. And so, and we would run them up the mountain right around May 1st because danger of thaw has pretty much passed or not thaw of freeze has pretty much passed. You, your big major terrible storms pretty much gone. You, you, when we would do the drive before the drive, give them their shots, give them their brand. You're taking account of your herd and then turning them loose into the summer pasture. This is age old agriculture age. Like this is, and so driving them through the fires and having this ritual before you turn them out to pasture, just, it just makes sense to me. Exactly. So it's, it's a ritual of accounting. You're keeping track of who's who, you know, and it would make sense. I don't know if they were branding cattle in, but 
or marking candle cattle, that it would make sense to do so from the fire that has been blessed and yeah, is sacred to yeah. me. That makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like cows, but they're dumb. They are dumb. <laughs> um, so the trees associated with Beltane. And we did more of this in our last in our last Beltane episode a year ago, which is mm-hmm. on the website. Um, but just to reiterate, ash, hawthorn, oak are the big ones. Ash is the most important of the Beltane trees because I never found an answer, actually. It's just that it said that it was the most important. But you're going to collect the ash wood. Now is a perfect time if you want an ash wand. Collect that. Pass it through the Beltane fire for extra blessing. And I found out that the seed pods for ash trees were used in divination, but I could never find... I assume... Something like casting runes. Yeah. So it's but I, I don't know if you're just looking for the pattern. I never found anything about that. So if anyone knows how to do divination with ash pods or ash seeds. Send us an email. Send us an email or hit us up on the group on do Facebook. Do have please. ash here in Oregon? Mm-hmm. It's not native, but I don't think it's native. I'm not a triologist. Not either. I know that's not the word. It is now. That is the word now. <laughs> um, oak is just always a sacred Celtic tree. I'm not even going to. Although I will remind you that, that we were in the season of the oak because yeah, he okay. defeated the Holly King. Mm-hmm. Darn it. <laughs> I'm a Holly King kind of girl. <laughs> um, and the Hawthorne which is more traditionally Welsh, but this was gathered to decorate homes and it was also used in divinations and cleansings and things like that. Side note, my DNA now says I'm 14% Welsh. So I'm 79% Celtic, Scottish, Irish, and Welsh. I am. A little bit of Scandinavian thrown in. It is so funny that we have almost identical percentages and nowhere on the connections yeah <laughs> i think that, that's just interesting to me yep because i am scottish yes i have now more scottish than irish went up to 40 percent, 40 25 14 7 mm-hmm. norwegian didn't even know how to drop it norwegian to me the rest is danish and i'm, I'm somewhere in there europe <laughs> definitely more norwegian than you you are if you're more than seven percent i am like 14 you doubled me. Look at you. I don't know. I don't remember. But I have Danish too. I just was mostly, when I did it, I was mostly looking to see yeah. if there were any surprises because I'm adopted. Yeah. There were none. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Um. So the maypole, and we all know the maypole, it's, um, you know, the dance with the ribbons. And I remember vividly when I was four or five going to a maypole dance and being very confused and very embarrassed. And <laughs> you knew it was a dance of fertility. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. That was a kid's thing. That would have been traditionally Ash or Rowan, depending on where you were. And our maypoles are bubbles, I guess you would call them, that we made last year. What are they? You know the the rings and the flowers. Yeah, what would I, you call that? I would. I just a call mold? that my um my maypole. I call it my maypole. It's it's not a pole, but nope. it's it works. 
It's what we have. It's what we have. And mine <laughs> is in my window, yep. ready to catch the breeze. And Kalan May, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong because I do not speak Welsh. But this was this is the Welsh version of Beltane and Mayday, and it is still practiced today. Practiced today. It has a lot of the same origins and a lot of the same traditions. Mm -hmm. Um and in places um in the hills of Wales, especially from what I could gather, loads of beautiful, beautiful parties. Yeah. Morris dancers are a big thing for May Day if you're British, I guess. Morris dancers are very interesting to watch to me. I'm going to give you a recipe for bannock, and I'm going to give it to you using gram measurements for the larger things, um, because the recipe I used was a little wonky with their cup measurements. So traditional Scottish bannock, 330 grams of oatmeal or ground oats, preferably not not something like quick oats, but just yeah. oatmeal, oatmeal. 265 grams of plain flour. Two teaspoons of baking soda. One and a half teaspoons of salt. And one and a half cups of buttermilk or 375 mils. Oh, you fry it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to mix this all together. Just mix it all together. Start with the dry ingredients, add that buttermilk. That's it. Then you're going to make four quarters of dough and kind of flatten them out a little bit, just a little bit. And you, while you're mixing your dough, you will have been preheating a griddle. You can use a light oil or you can use straight up butter. Uh, my grandmother used to make bannock, and she would smack me upside the head if I didn't use butter. Just smack. Uh. <laughs> and then you're gently going to put the each quarter and fry it up. Sometimes flatten it. It doesn't. It's not going to puff up like like or when not. you make naan or um, yeah. um, tortillas. They'll puff up a little bit. This doesn't do this. It's not designed to do that because we're not kneading it. We've just mixed it till it's wet, hmm. and then. And then that. This is going to be really good for you to leave out. As an offering? Yes. We will have to make some. We'll have to make it gluten-free, though. You could use oat flour. You could use almond flour because we're not expecting it to puff. Yeah. It doesn't really... It Because we're not expecting it to do a chemical-y reaction yeah. that we expect when we're doing other forms of baking. Yeah. You could substitute any gluten-free flour that would work for you. You could use um, gluten-free, um, the gluten-free steel-cut oats. Mm-hmm. I can just put it in the blender and grind a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll try it. Yep. Let's see how it works. And then just fry it in the butter. And uh, like I said, this is an excellent offering. Other really excellent offerings, especially since the veil is thin. And if you work with the fae or are cognizant of the fae, and now is a really good time to leave them anything you need to leave them, preferably outside your doorstep, hmm. that kind of thing. Unless you're really good at working with them, I don't. You have nature spirits living yeah. in your house. Yep, and that's that's another really good offering is just milk and honey. Honey in the milk, just honey in the milk. That's also very good. Or sweet cream and honey. 
things like that. You can leave wine, but I would avoid hard liquor. Um, you don't want drunk fay. No. Not a good thing. Why you do want people drunk nature spirits? No. Could you imagine? You want whiskey? No. <laughs> I'm gonna no anyway. You guys put my stuff back and I'll think about the shiny things. So I was told they want shiny things and a box to hide it. And I'm like, what do you need a box to hide something when you're hiding all my stuff? Put it there, wherever you're hiding my stuff. Right? I know, but they don't they don't think it like we do. Yeah, that's true. So some other traditions for May Day. Uh the earliest celebrations look some of the earliest celebrations that were written down that we have record for uh, are a Roman festival dedicated to Flora or one related to Dionysus. Um, although the one that uh, the one related to Dionysus was only every three years because well, hangovers, I'm sure. <laughs> I, what? Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to, uh, yeah. He drank a lot. Years. Those were. <laughs> it lasted three years. Well, and by Dionysus, I mean Bacchanal. Three years. Yeah, that was good. We're gonna done. <laughs> <laughs> There's Germanic tradition of April 30th, so the eve of May Day, right? Cele- being celebrated as Walpurgis Night, and it's a sacred festival. Festival for Freya. One of the activities for this festival was the dancing of the maypole, which, which symbolized Yggdrasil or the Tree of Life. Freya represents the complexity of fertility and of sexuality, and just in general, the complexity of femininity within the context of humanity. Spring cleaning. Yes. So the idea of spring cleaning really is where I now, I know my mom was actually raised in pretty steep Celtic traditions without really understanding, or I don't think she understood. I don't know that she was taught. I don't know that maybe even my grandmother didn't really understand. Mm -hmm. The, you know, I, who knows? But historically in Celtic society, you would move home from the winter home to the summer home. Now, sometimes these were just moving. You weren't even moving homes necessarily, but you were moving animals out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in, especially in the northern climes and the really harsh winters, your barn and your house were not separate buildings. Yeah. If you were not wealthy. Right. So, cattle. <laughs> so in the springtime, you would shoo out the animals, right? They're not coming in at night. Everybody's safe. So everybody's out now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to clean out all of the old straw, all of the thing, everything. You're just going to take everything out and scrub it down. And then you're going to lay new, um, new herbs and straw and all of that goodness. Yeah. Because most homes didn't have rugs or things like that to insulate they would have straw and boughs of pine and yeah sweet herbs that i imagine they smell fabulous actually (laughs) so that's spring cleaning is refreshing the entire house from an in from a season of stagnant i don't want to say muck because yeah. That implies that they were unsanitary, and that's simply not the facts. But mm. so, yeah, a lot of the herbs that were used in the laying of the straw were also things like, well, like here we would use rosemary or lavender or um, even some mints and things like that. Herbs that are going to be antibacterial, that we now know with yeah. modern science are yeah. antibacterial, antifungal, or antiviral. 
right? So you're keeping the spread of disease in the hot summer months mm-hmm. down by refreshing these herbs. So I tend to look at this time as a really good time to clean your spiritual home. So for me, that's going to mean scrubbing down the altar because that's literally my spiritual home. Yeah. In Ostara, remember, we did do some house cleaning, right? We looked at Lent Mm -hmm. and the Ostara season as being the activities that bring you a deeper spirituality. And for some, that's fasting or what have you. Oh, also to all of our listeners, of which I know I have a couple, happy Mm. Ramadan. Mm. Nice. Happy Ramadan. I don't think Ramadan will still be going when this is aired, but when we're recording it, it is Ramadan. So, Mubarako. <laughs> Sorry, I just, that's important. Yep. So, Lent is that time that brings you closer to the greater than, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, now that we're closer to the greater than, we're going to listen to the greater than. And the greater than is going to tell us what we're cleaning and discarding and how we're going to redecorate our spiritual house. What new practice are we going to bring in? What new things are we going to learn? Do we need to learn it? Maybe we don't need new drapes this year. Maybe we just need to take the ones down that we have and wash them. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So what daily practices can you bring in? Yeah, you know. I know. Tea reading, tea leaf reading is going to be since we've been, we were scolded on Saturday. Yes, yes, we were. And so that's that's kind of a more spiritual look at Beltane. Yeah. When we are recording this, and Nancy's got some things she's got to say, and I'm going to let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we're, we are recording this at a different time than we usually do, we usually yeah. record about two days before we release. Yeah. Um, but, but, Nancy. <laughs> I am going to Vegas. <laughs> I have not been on vacation for... Three years, probably. Mm-hmm. And I finally said, you know what, to COVID, and I'm going, and the person that's going with me is not allowed to mention the COVID word. And <laughs> it's going to be warm, and I'm going to go to the pool and gamble. So I did, um, I put my Mayday mobile, I'm just going to call it Mayday pole up. Uh, mainly, it went up a little early, too, because my granddaughter was upset that I took it down around Christmas and put up my witch's bell. She also told me my selenite egg did not belong by the Easter tree. It belonged mm-hmm. up in my room. It's like it's scolded by a four-year-old witch. Yep. Um, so when I get back, so that's up. I'll do my altar before. No, I'll do my altar when I get back because I'll be back on the 25th. Um, and I'm going to go through and get rid of stuff. It's going to be my spring cleaning as far as all the stuff that I don't use needs to go. So my witchy spring cleaning is going to be getting rid of a lot of clothes I don't wear, get around things I don't use. And kind of clean up my witchy bedroom. And see, my witchy spring cleaning is going to be uh, repairing some things that need repairing that I just, yeah, you know, haven't gotten to. And <laughs> I'm sorry, we are recording in Nancy's garage, and it just started dumping Boy. rain. Yeah. And there's pinging and rain sounds everywhere. So if you yeah. hear them, so sorry, gonna- it is. <laughs> Mm. Luckily, it's the end of the. It waited till almost the end of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I just mostly repairs and a good deep clean. Yeah. I would love to get into my closet and reorganize it, but I think I need another body with me because that is overwhelming. Because <laughs> you don't come back out. <laughs> that is. That is over. That's a lot. Anyway, yeah. 
So that's our show. And if you want the more, um, what do I do with my altar and everything, check out the show from last year. We've mm-hmm. covered all that stuff, spells, altar, crystals, everything that's associated with it. Check out that show. Our next episode. Oh, our next episode, we will have special guests. Yes. Nancy's cousins, um, Cheryl and Amanda, are going to a, to join us. Um, and we are going to share our experience with our spirit reading that we just had with Kedrick Olson. Yeah. Amazing. Once again, he was amazing. And so that one's going to be a real good one to, to tune in into. So. And check out his website because maybe you need a reading. Kedrick.com. Yep. Not sponsored. That's not. Nope. We just, <laughs> we just love him. Yep. <laughs> All right. So remember, like, subscribe, find us on all your podcasting platforms follow us on instagram youtube tiktok go ahead and follow us also on facebook and the group if you have any questions or concerns please feel free to email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com as always uh stay safe out there and have a magical day 